Hey there, folks, and welcome to a special edition of Hardly Heroes. I am Caleb B., and that's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Eddie at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore hero. Uh, Instagram, EC HeroCast. Gmail is EC HeroCast at gmail.com. Of course, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You can, you can find that wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, it is Sunday, September 12th. It is opening weekend in the NFL. And how are you today, the Titans fan? This might have been the worst sports weekend of my life. Mm. It was terrible. Everything went wrong. No good. No good, huh? How about your fantasy team? How'd they do? Nobody cares. Wow. Okay, so they didn't do well. Gotcha. No, they. It's it's undetermined right now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I uh, won my first game. The Oklahoma dipshits are going to be one and zero after Monday, so that's cool. <laughs> uh, Niners won. Oklahoma State barely beat Tulsa, so that's not a good sign. Uh, took two out of three from Miami. Should have swept them, but that's whatever. Um, real quick. Uh, after work today, I stopped over at Sonic, America's Drive-In, and actually pre-ordered, because I was like, you know, ten minutes away from, from the restaurant. I ordered on the app, and it said, be there at 519. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. This was 517, by the way, when it said be there at 519, and I was still like five minutes away. Point being, I was not there at 519. I was there around 5... 23 and i check in i do all that put in the stall number make sure it's the right stall number everything and they tell me oh someone will be up with your food shortly this was at 525 it's 535 and nothing whatsoever that that's the point when i'm like okay screw this i i don't have all day you know, maybe a little impatient, but I just finished a hard work day. Um, and so I left, sent an email or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent an email through the uh, website and, you know, explained the situation. And all they had to say was like, hey, it was the this the run of the mill. Like, hey, you know, we're glad we got your correspondence, blah, blah, blah. Just so you know, um, during times of high volume, you may experience delays. Here's the thing. When I got there. There were maybe four cars in the lot. You know what I'm saying? Four. Four cars. That's it. It's not many. <laughs> no, and my order was supposedly done. Yeah. And uh, point being, until I stopped caring, which uh, probably be about a few months, I would, I would think, I'm going to Sonic, man. I'm not paying for it anyway. I'm not giving them my money. That's for sure. Because I, I told I told him the situation. I'm like I'm not. I'm like I feel like the dude when he's talking to the other Lebowski. He's like I'm not trying to scam anyone here. And Sonic in turn tells me to get a job, sir. So it's like okay, screw it. I'm done. Took my uh, happy rear end to Subway. Got got myself. A, here's my go-to, bud. Footlong Italian urban cheese, ham, American cheese. A little bit of lettuce. Oh, by the way, it's not toasted. 
a little bit of lettuce, pickles, tomatoes, onions, and olives, a little bit of mayo, salt and pepper. That's it. Magnifique. Chef's kiss. Um, yeah. So that was my very uneventful Sunday. Well, but I have I'm a still, rant as well. I'm irritated. Uh, I will probably, hopefully, be over it by the time I wake up tomorrow morning. I should. But I'm still irritated. Well, I have a rant as well. And, okay. you know, if we ever do another Sports Czar episode, and I'm considering it since we're running out oh. of uh, Marvel shows oh. to watch. No. No. Don't tell me what you don't rant about what I think you're about to rant about. I don't think uh, you think I don't think you know what I'm about to rant about. If it's what we talked about in the group, I think I know what it is. No, it's not. I mean, OK, good. That what we talked about in the group was I don't like the DBs and wide receivers with single digit numbers. But no, it's not. Uh, it's not that. I just wish they'd go back to the old numbers. I don't get it. But yeah. I officially don't understand the targeting rule in college i don't get it like it it can't it's been explained but i don't understand it at (laughs) all so sports czar bonus issue get rid of it just get rid of it right now because it, it, it i don't understand it and no one understands it like first off everyone hates the ejection aspect of it every single time they review it the announcers always say, well, I, this is or isn't, but I hate the ejection part of it. Okay, everyone hates it, so get rid of it. Get rid of that part, because the whole intent to injure, honestly, I don't think that many players intend to injure any other players. I think that is super rare, and usually it might be after the play, like an Albert Hainsworth situation. So yeah. I don't think there's a lot of intent to injure. I don't think they intended to injure Brady when they tackled him in his knees and he tore his ACL. Like, I just, I just don't think that's the case. But, uh, so, that part is stupid. Two weeks in a row. So, first week, and, and the example is the Ohio State games. So, week number one, they reviewed it for targeting, where it's like an Ohio State player. I thought it was incidental head helmet to helmet, but they brought in Mike Pereira, and he's like, I think this is targeting. The refs on the field are like, not targeting. So, okay. Two disagreements there. And then yesterday's game, where it's like Oregon player launches his helmet into Chris Olave's ribs, or back, whichever. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I I hate the targeting rule, but that seems to be targeting. I don't, right? I don't know. And then they bring in Mike Pereira. Yes, I think that is targeting. And it was a third and 18, so if they'd have called it, Huge first down, because you're not converting otherwise. And it was in the fourth quarter. So, that would have been nice. Referees, not targeting. So, I'm just, I I don't even know what it is. And this isn't a bit, this isn't a joke. I don't know what it is. I don't understand it. There's two weeks in a row where, like, you bring in Mike Pereira, who's supposed to be the head rules expert, and two weeks in a row, the referees on the field disagree with him. And you look at the bad sports ref uh, Twitter account. He retweeted like a screen grab and it's like all these verified accounts like that's targeting or good no call. And that, well, if, if that's not targeting, I don't know what is. And it's like good, good no call by the refs there. That wasn't targeting. And I'm like, no one knows what this penalty is. Nobody. <laughs> and again, I'm not 
not ranting because Ohio State lost. It might, I mean, sure, it would have helped, obviously, if it was third and 18 in the fourth quarter. Obviously, that would have helped us. But uh, this is separate because it's like, I, I just want to know what the penalty is. Because when the penalty is such a severe as an ejection, potentially, I feel like we should all understand what it is better. But nobody seems to know what it really is. So either get rid of it or heavily modify it in the off season because nobody understands it. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I can't wait to see Oregon get killed by Alabama and that fat-ass, stupid Donald Duck ripoff, uh, you know, has to be a loser. I hate that mascot. Uh. But I'm not I'm not super bitter because if I had to pick, I, I went to the Rose Bowl where Ohio State beat Oregon. I would have much rather have won that game than the one yesterday because I spent money, a lot of money, to go there and uh, see it in person. So that was a much more important game to me, but uh, I would have liked to have not lost at home against a team that is – I mean, look, we're all going to get killed by Alabama anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Like, this is <laughs> – I was telling a friend, I'm like, this is one of the most boring college football seasons ever because it's so obvious who's going to win. Like, Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and that's why, like, I've – it doesn't help that uh, Oklahoma State has, like, slowly devolved or digressed throughout the years. But with there being basically a monopoly or, like, few that you can really count on – and that is most years, to be fair – but, you know, with that being the case here, like, you know, Bama, Ohio State, um, Oklahoma, whoever else, um, it's just like it kills my intrigue, you know. I I have, like, nearly no incentive to actually watch college football this year, you know. It's yeah. the same reason, like like, when the Warriors had their run of dominance in the NBA from, like, 15 to 18 or uh, was it no it was 15 to 19 um was when that ended uh i was just not interested especially in the 17 and 18 season yeah same with the patriots and that whole deal but i mean that was only thing with the patriots that was only like that was like three out of five years right they didn't actually repeat no but they were good every single year like really good absolutely (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can respect greatness, but also be bored by it. That's my thing. But with with Alabama this year, it's like, I mean, they haven't played. I mean, Miami almost lost to App State. So, like, I don't think that win is, I mean, like, they they killed Miami, which they should have. But they haven't played anybody, but I know they're going to be good. It's like Clemson's already lost, and they didn't look very impressive. Georgia didn't even get an offensive touchdown, I don't think. So I don't think they're going to be very good. LSU's completely fallen off without Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, Oklahoma won yesterday and looked really, really good. They put up like 100 points on a nothing team, but they also struggled week one. You know, Ohio State's already lost. Oregon is undefeated, but like it's still a Pac-12 team, and Oregon also gave up like 500 passing yards. So I don't know. It's just like even the teams that are normally good aren't even that good this year, whereas Alabama is. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I'll still watch because it's great with fans back this year. Last year, it's just like, man, what a boring season that was in comparison of this season. But 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's never been more obvious as far as who is winning <laughs> the championship than you know this year. But I yeah. don't know. what was it? Oh, Notre Dame nearly got upset. Um, uh, who- Texas freaking. A&M was a very unimpressive oh. against Colorado. So, Bro. like, everyone's either lost or unimpressive. Bro, Notre Dame, don't tell me about Notre Dame. They're the Dallas Cowboys of college football. Every year I have to hear, oh, it could be Notre Dame's time, even though they don't play anyone. They're not in a conference. I mean, even BYU just signed a deal to get into a conference. I, I think Navy is about to get in one. Like... Yeah, that would be another, uh, like I said, another sports czar would just focus on pro and college football would be great, and I would do a complete conference realignment. And sorry, SEC, you don't get to hog up all the teams. Texas and OU are going right back to where they came from. So mm-hmm. as a little spoiler of what mine would be. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this college football, like I said, it'll probably come down to Oklahoma and Alabama – and that well, might here's be the, a fun game, but uh, Oklahoma just I, doesn't have a defense. I don't think it would. Oklahoma, hell, Oklahoma may not even make the the national championship. They love to over or underperform on the big stage, man. That's true. Like they the, do. The best they've ever done in the playoff, they lost to Georgia in overtime. Yeah, I don't know. And that's I, the best they've ever done in the playoff. Yeah, I just there's no team that's like even close to Alabama this year, and now like watch also, them lose to Georgia when they play them. But and again, if any OU fans are listening, I get it. Oklahoma State's little brother. I understand. You save the comments. I don't care. Um, Oklahoma basically kind of created the Cinderella narrative for like when you see like an undefeated uh, power or non-power five team because. You remember they lost the 2006 Fiesta Bowl? It's either the 06 or 07 Fiesta Bowl to Boise State. That's where we saw the hook and ladder and the Statue of Liberty. So you have Oklahoma to thank for that. Yeah. I mean, and uh, look, I didn't have any grand illusions that Ohio State was going to win a national championship. Um, I just... And honestly, it was I, – I thought the uh, offense would need some work, but it turns out it's the defense who looked yeah. horrible, just horrible. But uh, I will say this. It looks like our toughest competition is going to be Oklahoma and Iowa State because Texas looked god-awful, dude. Yeah, Texas is another team that looked real bad, and I don't know. I mean, we – look. You know, we won the national championship. We lost our out-of-conference game back in 14 with uh, Virginia Tech. So it's possible, but, like, that was a different Alabama team. Alabama used to not really recruit quarterbacks, so now they do. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's not – I don't think it's going to be a very exciting season. I think this is just going to be a weird season where, like, everyone is average except one team. Yeah. Hey, uh, let me ask, uh, or pardon me, I have breaking news, but I'll let you guess which um, current wrestling champion had to vacate their title due to injury today. Hmm. Uh, let me think. Is it in WWE? I will. <laughs> it is a WWE champion, yes. Okay, let me see. 
and it's not a tag team. No, it's a single star. All right. God, I'm trying to even remember who their champions are. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I feel like I would have heard if it was Roman Reigns or Lashley, so I'll, I'll rule yeah, them but out. It's no, it's no one big. Oh, okay. And it's not Cruiserweight or 24-7, is it? <laughs> no. All right, so that leaves... Let's see. It could. I don't think it's Becky. She just got back. That'd be you, weird. You wanna. You wanna guess? I will guess it is Damian Priest. Samoa Joe, sir. Oh, that'd have been my next guess. Yeah. Which I mean, that should be pretty obvious. Samoa Joe's made of glass and has been for crap almost a decade now. Yeah. Well, the only thing it made me think is Damian Priest just got off a back injury, so. Yeah. I thought maybe. God, NXT but, is. Oof. I was gonna say, yeah, NXT is deep in the mud, deep, deep. in the mud. Sad. But I'm looking forward hey, to the rise and fall of NXT DVD. Oh my God, that's never gonna happen <laughs> on the AEW uh, network. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's the only way that would happen. Yeah. Um, they'll put it on. They'll put it on Peacock in like ten years when someone else owns the company and they're like, look at what these idiots did. Yes. Yeah, WWE what, doesn't have many self-owned. Uh, that's S E L F O W N, not self-owned. Uh, self-owned uh, DVDs or anything like that, other than like the, uh, the Ultimate Warrior one, which they disavowed, or like, hey, look at all these stupid gimmicks we thought of. <laughs> Let's laugh at them. We used to be so dumb, but that's yeah. really all they've done. No, this will be on. Like I said, this will be on Peacock in ten years when. Comcast owns the WWE, and they're like, look at what the, the idiots before us did to and this thing. <laughs> there was a rumor that, like, Disney might buy them, and that shot the stock up a little bit, that so was, I was happy to see that. That is hilarious, but it's also from Ringside News, and, and noted trusted journalist Brad Shepard. I don't think he works there anymore. I think they fired him, which is, uh, well, that's hilarious, he, but... Well, after he made another Best Asses column? I don't know, but... Uh, they, yeah, I mean, Wall Street doesn't know the difference between Ringside News and Dave Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp, so, uh, yeah. but the, um, now what was it, they had another thing that was, they had another post that was, like, really stupid, and it was, um, oh, it was something like they, they fully expect Bray Wyatt to sign with AEW, which is possible, but Ringside News does a lot of uh, assumptions, and when they're and they do it very early, so when they're right, they're like, "See, we were first to scoop it." <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. that's not how that works. You have to wow. know. Wow. Sorry, I just turned on Football Night in America, and I saw that the Packers lost thirty-eight to three. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, look on D Blitz, I said Aaron Rodgers is going to be like two week notice guy, and. Uh, <laughs> Man, he was more like last day of job guy. <laughs> like, mind if I clock out early? I mean, it's, you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I said my goodbyes. It's, you know, three hours till five o'clock. You know, I'm gonna just head out now, right? You know. But man, that was bad. Jeez. Yeah. I still don't know if Jameis is any good because at one point he had like four touchdown passes <laughs> and 93 yards. It's ridiculous, but he should have had an interception. There was a real bad roughing the passer call, but it happens. Hmm. Wouldn't have affected the game, yep. but 
I want Jameis yeah. to have. I want him to break that thirty record. Oh yeah, you want him to rejoin the thirty for thirty club? I want him to break his own record, but it's going to be hard when you take away a precious interception. You need all of them you can get if you're going to get to thirty-one. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Oh my god! No, it's not. Um... <laughs> Oh, okay. What did you think of... What if... Zombies? Oh, the zombies? Yeah. That was good. What did you think, pal? I mean, it's... It was fun. It's tough to really even say much. It's just like a... I mean, it was, some of some stuff was cool visually, like seeing Captain America as a zombie. Thanos as a zombie at the end was pretty awesome looking. Uh, but it was really just yeah. like, you know an action movie, like one long action scene, I guess. Yeah. Ant-Man's And I did like that they put, uh, that was weird. Dude, it, oh my God. You know what it reminded me of? Because after I watched it, a friend brought it up. Futurama, Richard Nixon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This episode I think was just for like, zombies make a lot of money you know people love zombies yeah. so it's like hey let's just do a zombie episode and it was some cool stuff but I mean there's not you know it was a fun episode but it's not like it was much deep to dive into with it it was just like yeah it's cool go see <laughs> no. it but the, the concept of like Ant-Man becoming a zombie or uh, the Wasp becoming a zombie very scary in the hypothetical <laughs> Yeah, I like that the zombies were at least smart enough to know what their powers were, so, like, Scarlet Witch could still do her stuff, and that was cool. And mm-hmm. Vision was the the heel turn, and then he killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still yes. Have, oh, I still have Rams defense. Sorry, I was looking at my fantasy lineup. <laughs> I do as well, and my uh, the person I was playing had the Browns defense, which... I can understand why you would draft them. They're going to be good, but like, yeah. why would you play them when they're playing against the Chiefs? Like, that's just. I was assuming they like that your opponent is lucky if they got zero points from the Browns' defense today. As negative one. That's what I. Yeah, I think they got like a couple fumbles or, or an interception or something, but like they also gave up thirty some points. They gave. Yeah. I should have had the Cardinals yeah. defense today. My God. Mm. Mm. So not much. What? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, the, it wasn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't bad. No, it was a fun episode. I encourage people to watch it, but there's not much to really say about it. I mean, it's like they were zombies, and then, you know. Like if he, I've seen I, discussions I, like, what if what what would Thanos do now that he is a zombie and he snapped his fingers? It's like I don't know. <laughs> they cut it off at the end, like I, you know, turn everyone else into zombies, I guess. What, and, what what if that like some knows some, power and he like accidentally like reunited a bunch of zombies or something, something trollish like that, you know? Yeah, like the uh, the knight or what was his name? The uh, um, I think it was the Night King in Game of Thrones. When oh he yeah, resurrected the whole dead army. 
Sorry, that's just a bunch of wieners flopping around. I, I never got into it. Well, that's not all the show is. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what Butters says. Yeah, I mean, there's, but oh, I mean, there's, uh, there's boobs too. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. Yeah. And you get to see, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Mandalorian. He's in it. You get to see him have a threesome with another dude and a girl. That's hot. Yeah. Huh. So, folks, today we're not only doing, you know, what if, but we're here to review a movie. This was my get. This was on Netflix. It is, is it a Netflix exclusive or a Netflix original or am I mistaken? It was. That's why there's no box office. No box office. Our lowest grossing so, movie yet. <laughs> money loser. Yep. Zero dollars net. Well, um, probably not. <laughs> it's just content. Yeah, exactly. But um, this was called Hush. It was. It came out in 2016. It was by Mike Flanagan, who you may recognize the name. He directed Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, came out in I believe 2018, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 2019. But yeah, that's what we're here to review today. Uh, I'll start off my history with this movie. Um, I had seen this once before a couple of years ago, and this was just the second time I had ever. Oh, my history with it is when you told me to watch it, I had never heard of it before. So, there you go. Nice, dude. Nice. Real quick, uh, we will dig up the time capsule. Uh, I'm not going to say what we were doing at the time, because this is not a lot different from what we're doing now anyway. But we'll, we'll get this, to it. When did this we'll come get out? To March of 2016. This, or no, April 8th. Uh, March of, of, mm-hmm. So that was the day after my birthday. But, Let me see. What? I'll tell you what I was doing then, just because it was the day after my birthday. I'm going to at least see what I did that year. I'm trying to remember how old I was yeah. in 2016. 2021 <clears throat> minus 2016 is five years ago. Five years. 36 minus 5 is 31. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my 31st birthday, what in the hell did I do? Um, I remember my 30th. 2016. Oof. Tell me the champions in wrestling. I'm going to have to scroll through Facebook or something. (laughs) All right, so this was just after WrestleMania 32, which, by the way, first pay-per-view I'd ever gone to in Dallas, Texas. uh, Technically Arlington, but whatever. Um, April 8, 2016, your champions in wrestling at the time. Would have been the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Would have been who else but Roman Reigns. NXT Champion would have been Finn Balor. Um, Ring of Honor World Champion, I think, would have been Cody at the time. Either Cody or Chris Daniels. No, it wouldn't have been Cody. Cody was still in WWE at the time. Uh, Damn. Jay Lethal. Yeah, it was when Jay Lethal had his year run. Um Impact, let's see here, Drew Galloway, the current Drew McIntyre. Um, 
number one song. I'll have to Google that because I did not write these down. I was asleep at the wheel, as it turns out. But do you know what you were doing that? Well, I'm checking right now. So uh, what I was doing on my birthday. So that year was actually the same thing I did this year. Went to Daruma, the Japanese steakhouse, which is uh, very delicious. So that is what I did. I'm trying to see if I did anything else. Um, I mean, I, I remember doing that. And I'm trying to... I can't think... Nothing else really sounds familiar. So we'll just go with that. That's all I was doing. Unless I can... Oh, hey. Think of anything else. Sorry. Sorry. The number one song in the country at the time. And I hate this song to this day for just how annoying it is. And I can't believe the person who put it out was the person who put it out. Work by Rihanna. Mm, yeah, I remember that one. You know, that song. Oh, yeah. It's uh, oh. you're right. It's it's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's like um, there's an Adele song that I really hate that I can't think of the name of it right now. Oh, man. That's going to burn me up. An Adele Damn. song? Yeah, it, it's, it's like you're so much better than this. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Hmm. This is killing me, bro. Um, See, it's from the 25 album. I'm looking this up right now. Go ahead. I will uh, keep looking up my birthday that year. You're good. I can't, for the life of me, figure out what song it was. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, Google. yes. I remember Adele. what I was doing. How could I forget? Yeah. What were you doing? The first time I'd ever gone to the Remix Pro Wrestling in Marietta, Ohio. Great indie show. Great indie show. Yes, we had... Let's see. Well, I, that was my first time seeing uh, Tessa Blanchard before she was problematic. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, James oh, Storm no, was, was there. Oh, well, then I didn't know that. Uh, Dalton Castle was there. <laughs> Moose was there. Matt Hardy was there. This is a great old time. Yes, I remember now. Okay, how could I forget? That was a hell of an indie show and a great indie federation. So, it's a big fan. Hopefully they get back in business soon. I don't. Uh, I think they had to take last year off and probably this year. So, hopefully next year they'll be back. But yes, Remix Pro in Marietta. So if you're in like Southern Ohio or West Virginia or Pittsburgh, it's not too far of a drive. It's worth it. And don't take my word for it. Uh, we had recommended it on our wrestling podcast a couple years ago, and some people in Columbus took our advice and drove down there, and they're like, they tweeted us. They're like, wow, you were right. I'm like, yes, I know. So, yes. I'm glad I remember. I knew there was something. I just couldn't think of what it was. But yes, Remix. Speaking of annoying, I just saw Carrie Underwood on the uh, intro to Sunday Night Football again. 
Alright, Sunday night. Yeah, it was better when it was the Joan Jett uh, cover or remix, but now that it's like kind of branched out, it's like, oh, this is really annoying. And they've been doing it for since day one, which is they're going on 15, 16 years now. Yeah, they did it like they had Pink do it for like a year or two. Yeah, and I think, did Kelly Clarkson do it one year? I don't think so. Maybe not. I just had a tweet like... Faith Hill! Faith Hill used to do it, yeah. Okay, yeah, Faith Hill, yeah, then it was... Pink did it for, like, the first year. And then, yes, Faith Hill, and now... um, What's-her-face that you just said? Yes, Carrie Underwood. Oklahoma's own. Yep. I just had... But, hey, let's let's talk Hush, bro. You had no history with this, right? Nope, like I said, just found out it existed when you told me about it. (laughs) <laughs> well, before we go into the full review, let me ask, and you don't have to give out a grade, obviously, we're going to do that at the end. What was your, were you impressed? Well, yeah, um, we mentioned no box office. Budget was $1 million, so this is basically an indie film. Mm-hmm, very much so, with a Netflix uh, label. Yeah, Netflix just bought it. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, Netflix... Uh, their exclusive content is almost always just purchased material from someone else. Yeah. Not that it's they like, don't make their own stuff, because they do, but... Uh, it's it's like WWE films after, like, 2009, when they just started buying other people's screens. Uh, pardon me, screenplays? Yeah, like um, an, uh, Alice in Borderlands, which is my favorite show on Netflix. Like, they bought that from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, but uh, that show's coming back some point. I mean, they signed the second season, but, you know, COVID. Hey, I'm actually excited for Cobra Kai, which... That's another show they bought. (laughs) YouTube original, yeah. It was. Uh, But anyway, having said that, uh, yeah, for for a $1 million budget, I was impressed. Yeah, pretty small cast, too. I mean, it was, what, like four actors, right? Four on-screen actors. Uh, yes, and one photo, one or two yeah. photos. We had one photo and a phone, or yeah, two photos, and one of them were in, was in a phone. Yeah, well, on on Wikipedia, it doesn't have the ex-boyfriend. It just has uh, the sister, who I guess was in a photo. Yeah, she oh. was. All right, but uh, yeah, there's really only four people. In this movie. And only two main people. (laughs) Yeah, so there's really only two people worth talking about in this. Not that the other two didn't do their job. I mean, you seem to hate the John character. And, you know, we can talk about that. (laughs) I didn't hate him. He's just an idiot. (laughs) He is. It took him a while to figure out, like, oh, this guy's not a cop. Yeah, this guy not wearing a uniform is not a cop. (laughs) But once he did... His plan was a pretty good one until Maddie knocked on her window at the absolute wrong time. Yeah, no, we'll get into all that. Mm -hmm. But hey, the first thing I want to say is they accomplished a lot in 81 minutes. There was nothing, um, there was no filler to this at all. It was very concise. It didn't overstay its welcome. Easy watch, in my opinion. Did you find it to be an easy watch? I did, I did. I always, uh, you know, I always hate, like, the movies that could have been shorter. And 
maybe you could have cut a little bit from this, but uh, you know, 81 minutes, it's hard to complain. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, pretty concise and I like that. We actually never found out the motive of this guy other than he's just, I guess he just likes to kill people. Yeah. That's the thing. Like this is a callback to a simpler time. Like the original slasher movie, in my opinion, you know, it can be argued, you know, other movies, but the original, in my opinion, Halloween, we don't know the shapes motive. And by the way, that is what Michael Myers is credited as in the first movie is the shape. So like, and we don't, and by the way, this guy is credited as the man. He doesn't have a name. A uh, big just, Becky Lynch fan, apparently. I just called him Archer. <laughs> Archer? It's just ridiculous. The killer with a bow and arrow. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have called him Hawkeye, but yeah. I almost did. <laughs> nice. But apparently this guy was, I was told he was in something else that was pretty notable. Belko Experiment, if you saw that. He was the main character in that movie. I saw, like, the second half of it, and I pretty much get the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, but I will, I mean, it may, I'm not making fun of the bow and arrow. I mean, I, I am, but it's like, it yeah. would make sense if you're, like, a serial killer to use that, and then a gun, which will draw the attention of people. Even out in the middle of the woods, people yeah. can still hear it. Yeah. And um, part early on in this, I thought it was a infomercial for Apple. <laughs> like we we saw the iMac and we saw her iPhone as well. Well, if uh, Apple ever gets, well, actually, this was interesting because uh, I when when he shuts off the the power on the outside of the circuit breaker, I was like, wait a minute, I've never lived in a house where the circuit breaker was outside. That's so stupid because then like people can break into your house that way. Yeah. Well, I read about it. That's actually what they have to do now. It's for something like the fire department to be able to shut it off or something. Huh. My opinion, with Wi-Fi and 911 and watching this movie, I feel like that is not a great enough justification. I think the circuit breaker should be on the inside so that strangers can't shut off your Wi-Fi uh, so yeah. that you can potentially call 911 because everybody's doing the... Uh, you know, no phones anymore, and, you know, you need your power to... So, I get it. They probably... Um, I'm sure the fire department has a great reason, but uh, you know what? I don't think that uh, that reason is justified. I, th- I, yeah. think, I think it should be on the inside of the house. And if you agree, disagree with me, you can go to hell. <laughs> you tell them, buddy. You tell them. This is, I'm uh, staunch on this issue of power box you... placement. <laughs> Did you like the man? Uh, I wish he didn't take his mask off, honestly. But yeah, I thought he Bro, was uh, pretty creepy. That, that's when I loved him. I'm like, this guy, like, he's crazy, bro. He just wants a kill. That's it. And he's put himself in the position where, like, hypothetically, he has a safety net. He just got rid of it. It's like, he has to kill this person. That's a good I'm not, point. I hadn't thought yeah. of that. Yeah, she even said, like, she even, you know, because the main character is deaf. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. But she wrote down on the window in lipstick, I believe, haven't seen your face, don't know your name, won't tell anybody. He looks at it and takes his mask off. 
the mask was creepy, so... Dude, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Was, yeah. And it was before the... No one before the Purge movies. That's mistaken. No. It was very Purge-esque. It's, uh reminded me mostly of The Strangers, if you've seen that one. Yeah, it is. Which also yeah. reminds me of The Purge. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude. Uh, what do you think of Kate Siegel as Maddie Young? Um, Kate was, I'll be honest, she was, she was pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, oh, like... she's, by the way, she's also Mike Flanagan's wife, for what it's worth. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, whoa, she's really pretty. But anyway, uh, she did really good for not having to speak, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, other than like in her own head. That's yeah. it. What, did it, what was the word I'm looking for? Uh, sh- uh, showing panic on her face, I thought. Yeah, dude. Selling with uh, facial expression. Yes. But yeah, I was like, whoa. I was very taken back by her looks. Yeah, she's uh, she's very pretty. Um, <laughs> I guess with that, we can get right into the movie, for real. The plot, rather. Yes. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Critics and fans, bro, we forgot something. Oh, we did, we did. Um, critics, 93%. Fans, 73 Wow. Critics love this. And fans did, too, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's get into the plot, then, my man. Well, we open with Maddie, who is deaf, dumb, and can't cook. So, <laughs> good thing she has looks. Yes, yes. But yes, she is a deaf mute, and mm-hmm. she did burn some kind of meat. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. You really have to suck at cooking. <laughs> but here, think about this, bro. Like, I was impressed by the first thing we hear. We hear the sounds of her cooking, you know, the the smoke and every, or you know, the sizzles and everything. And then we get her perspective, which is just nothing. Because, again, deaf. Yeah, I, I sympathize with her as a tonight a sufferer, so. Mm. Maybe she should try CBD oil. It works for me. Yeah, maybe. Yes, yes, uh, she had meningitis, but yes, the CBD will take care of her. Maybe. Yep. So, um... But she can write. She's a big-time author, apparently. <laughs> and uh, She's like a Stephen King. Yeah. Which, and by the way, I did see a Stephen King book in that stack of books that she had. I didn't see the title, but I did see a book. Maximum Overdrive. No way. I wish. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't Maximum Overdrive a uh, short story? I don't know. This is a hilarious movie that I wish we could review, but uh, I don't think it's on anything <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it one day because I have something I would also like to uh, review. What? <laughs> Remember the Titans? Oh yeah, I don't know why you want to review that so badly. It's one of my three favorite. Um, Sports movies. That's why. Huh. All right. Well, no, Maximum Overdrive is not on any. I mean, it is, but you have to pay for it. And Also, 
I just looked it up. The screenplay was inspired by and loosely based on King's short story, Trucks. So Maximum Overdrive itself is an original concept, but again, inspired by a short story. Yeah, I remember Trucks, too. That was, uh, they're, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so her friend Sarah pays her a visit and gives her back her book and tells her how great of an author she is. Well, signs it, mm-hmm. how great of an author she is. Yeah. And um, later that night, as Maddie is cleaning up her kitchen, Sarah runs in, banging on the door. But, you know, try breaking the glass next time. <laughs> yeah. I Like, I don't know what she could have done. I mean, and you that, can kick your foot through one of the little glass panels. Uh, that's I mean, the, here's the thing, though. That's the scary thing to think that we don't have to consider because we're not deaf. Like... You're kind of compromised if you've got your back to that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's an understatement. Yes, sir. Uh, but anyway, she's attacked by an archer, mm-hmm. and then he stabs her to death. And the archer realizes the woman inside is deaf, and uh, he. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, maybe I should break into her house. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't trust, but he will. By the way, what is the first thing the man takes from her? Uh, From Maddie? Or, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, oh, no, he does break into the house, sort of, but uh, he grabs the cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't. I, it wouldn't technically be a B anything. I guess it'd be considered robbery or burglar burglarizing. Oh, that and the murder. Well, yeah. I mean, he definitely committed a murder, but I mean, like him getting in the house would that be? Uh, that's not B and E because he didn't actually break anything. Um, definitely uh, burglarizing. I guess, yeah. So yeah, he he does get into the house and Maddie gets a FaceTime from her friend and her friend thinks that she saw someone behind her. Uh, Maddie also. Who was signed... it? No, no, no. It's cat named bitch. Yeah, the cat named bitch. Uh, Maddie also signed. She's like yeah. she signed up for a dating service for deaf people, which I looked up is a real thing. Hmm. Can non-deaf sign up for? Uh, maybe, but you should probably know how to do sign language. Do you know sign language? Part of hearing, I need you to read this. No. I don't, I don't, I don't know it either. I know, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, Maddie goes, yeah, Maddie goes to check and doesn't see anything as the archer takes her phone. She gets a text message on her phone. Mm -hmm. Well, on her computer, because they're linked. And she looks at the text, because yeah. it's like a text from me. What? And it's photos of her from the outside. So she locks all the doors and goes to call 911 from her computer. But the archer shuts off the power, disabling the Wi-Fi. And then he slashes her tires of her car. It's like, look. This is why the power box should be on the inside. I hadn't even... I hadn't even considered that. Like, obviously, the man is evil, but he's also really smart. 
Yeah, well, it's lucky that uh, her house was built less than 15 years ago. Because if it were me, he would not be able to shut off my Wi-Fi. <laughs> but my... Um, he'd probably break through my windows. She had some pretty tough windows that took several hits with a tire iron to get through, whereas mine is just straight glass. <laughs> but don't try to break into my house, please. <laughs> yeah. Maddie should oh, invest in the handgun. Definitely do not try to break into <laughs> Yeah, Maddie should invest in a gun. That would have solved this problem. Uh, anyway, she uh, writes the message on lipstick and that she didn't see his face and her boyfriend will be home soon. And he takes off his mask and tells her he can come in whenever he wants, but he wants to have some fun first. So this is where he brings in Sarah's body to the door, and he has her knocking with her hand, and she uh, <laughs> she sets off the car alarm to distract the guy, and grabs Sarah's tries to grab Sarah's phone from her pants, but the guy catches her before. But then she slams his hands in the window, which would really hurt. Sorry, Max Stafford one pass, one touchdown. Fantasy points for me. So Maddie does make it uh, out of the house. She escapes to the roof, but is shot in the leg by Archer. But uh, she does push him off the roof and takes his crossbow. And then here's John. Sarah's boyfriend comes over looking for Sarah. And the Archer poses as a cop, despite not being dressed like one at all. <laughs> or even showing a badge. And yeah, like, John believed this weird story that doesn't make any alibi sense. Was Yes, no one can hear you with your horrible internet. His alibi is that a big guy plowed into him and knocked him out and took all of his stuff, which makes no sense. (laughs) Um, Also, eh, I don't know. Most cops don't have neck tattoos. I think that might go against the... the, um, Not dress code, but uh, policy. Um, Anyway, John does not question the story because it's obvious, but he eventually has enough red flags and he goes, this one's, uh, um, not Sarah, Maddie comes in and like knocks and is, uh, so he's like, Oh, this guy isn't a cop because you know, he's not wearing a uniform or any of that thing. He just has a flashlight. So (laughs) he does go to attack, uh, the archer, but he gets stabbed in the neck, and as John bleeds to death, he puts the guy in a chokehold, giving Maddie enough time to do nothing. But not yeah. quite. She it's... does think about running, and then she pictures herself getting caught and her head smashed with a rock. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, good. Um, she had mentioned earlier in the movie when she was talking to Sarah about, like, she's written, like, seven different endings, and she doesn't know which one to use. And she had said her mom had called it writer brain. So for her to, uh, this was a callback to that for her to have those different sequences of like, well, if I did this, this could happen. And she eventually comes to one conclusion. I have to kill this guy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she stands in the kitchen and she realizes she can't run because of the arrow wound that was in her leg. And, Outside, the archer sees her cat, thinks about killing it when he is shot with Ooh. an arrow. 
I was pissed, bro. I was like, he better not kill this cat, man. Well, he didn't, but he gets shot with an arrow, yeah. which is close to the heart. I'm surprised that didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um... Also, yeah, he... we forgot to mention this. this oh, sorry. This may be poor but earlier when she was uh, talking to Maddie about her book, um, the smoke alarm went off. Yes, when the smoke alarm is super loud because she has to feel the vibrations if she's asleep. Yeah, it's not only loud as hell, but it's bright. It's like flashing bright, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Um, Let's see, where did I... Oh, yeah, so she shot the guy with the arrow. And uh, she tries to make it back inside, but the guy slams the do- uh, her hand in the door. Mm. And she writes, like, come in, coward, on the door. And yeah. he uh, he goes to get his tire iron. That's where he hits the glass a few times. So maybe it was very reinforced glass. But she runs to her computer and writes a description of the guy and that she died fighting. And the guy breaks in. She runs to her bathroom, but he actually broke into the skylight and, like, slips in behind her in the tub. I was like, how in the hell did he get there? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was weird. I, but yeah, I read on the Wikipedia it was a skylight, and I'm like, wouldn't she have felt like the glass falling or something behind her? I don't know. Whatever. But she does sense him because he breathes on her neck and uh, stabs him in the knee, which would be very painful. Yes. Uh, she goes to the kitchen, sprays him with wasp spray, which then uh, she uses the, the fire alarm to disorient him. But he starts beating on her and choking her, but she reaches for a corkscrew, stabs him in the neck, and kills him. Ooh. Yeah. And she gets her phone back and, I guess, texts the, text the police. That corkscrew is, one, if not the very first shot, one of the first shots was her using that corkscrew to uncork a wine bottle. For what it's worth. Yeah, everything had a callback. Mm-hmm. It was well written. Yeah, Mike Flint, you... you did a good job. Yeah, you also can text the police. That is a thing. So if you're hiding in your house, you can text them. Text nine one one. But you can't. <laughs> but but as long as you have Wi-Fi, if you're stupid circuit breakers on the outside, you might not. Yeah. Hopefully, you yeah. live in a place with some data where you can access the the data. Otherwise, if you're in you know like Montana in the middle of nowhere, then you might be screwed. Yeah. Or in Oklahoma, as it were. Um, <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yes. Hey, Eddie, uh, I think we got through it. You know, it's a pretty crisp, pretty short review, but it's a short movie. <laughs> like, that, that's just the bottom line. And with that, let's Raider. All right. I'll let you start. I really love this. Um the only points I would take off, as you previously mentioned, was Sarah's boyfriend going along for the ride on that police story for way too long. And the the very well-timed coincidence of her banging on the door to uh, allow the man to get the upper hand on John. Who, by the way, John dwarfed the man, for what it's worth. Um. He even mentions it after he kills John. He's like, yeah, I never would have won that fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I thought everything was good. 
Uh, I don't really have any other complaints beyond what I just said. Uh, for that reason, I'm giving this an eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah the only... I mean, it's tough to do movies like this nowadays because with technology, I mean, like, you could never do, like, Die Hard today, for instance, because everybody would just text. But, uh, yeah, it's tough tough to do movies like this, so I like that they, I mean, other than John being an idiot and, like you said, going along with this ridiculous story from a guy in street clothes, like, well, he has a flashlight, he must be a cop. Um <laughs> Well, the only thing I, I could say to justify is like, well, like that guy had the flashlight in John's face for quite a while. Yeah, but then he—it's like you could clearly tell he wasn't a cop once he lowered it, mm-hmm. and it's like John could have been like, well, let me see your badge. And there's the story of like, well, this big guy plowed into me. Like, <laughs> what? What kind of cop are you? Exactly, dude. Um, but yeah, that's that's really the only plot hole. But yes, the circuit breaker being the outside because I was. I was fixing to rain on that, like, wait a minute, circuit breakers are on the outside of houses, and sure enough, <laughs> they are, which, again, stupid. Let's, I need to start a campaign against that. That's really dumb, and I don't care if the firefighters <laughs> like it. You you see what happens if, if you know, someone wants to break in, they can. So, I like hey, that. Maybe, maybe, maybe Flanagan made this movie as a infomercial for indoor circuit breakers. <laughs> Maybe that's a possibility. I mean, it's it, yeah. Yeah. I don't see why the fire department, like, why it's so important for them to shut it off. Like, who cares? Like, if you know, whatever. Um, maybe if the nobody's home and it's a false alarm, but like, clearly there's probably more home break-ins than false alarm fires. I would think. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that was really the only uh, minor plot hole was John. Everything had the, like the callback, which was good. Um, you know, the whole uh, computer linking with your phone that was clever and and well done. And the fact that you know they thought of everything as far as technology to get out of this, and they really limited what they can do. So yeah, I will. Uh, you know, I'll go with an eight and a half as well. That was uh, it's a good it's a good little psychological thriller, quick watch. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and it's funny. Actually, when I was looking for this, when I was looking on Netflix, this was in the 90 minutes section. So there's a whole section of movies that are 90 minutes or less. So easy watch, <laughs> unless well, they're bad. Yeah. Well, we might be able to get going because it sounds like someone shut off your Wi-Fi. So might want to check your circuit breaker. Maybe they did. Yep. Well, this was our uh, our final bonus movie from the uh, uh, the 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 gauntlet that we filled up. We said we'd do a bunch of bonus movies, and we did, and we were kind of all over the place. Said, but who cares? Eddie, you said we would do one. I know, but then we got carried away we because there was so eight. many to choose from. We did eight. That's way too many, man. I agree. It'll be a while before we do some some bonus <laughs> reviews. Uh, Unless I see something on a streaming service that I'm like, oh, this I gotta do, like a Maximum Overdrive, uh, mm-hmm. then yeah. uh, might take a break from that for a little while, unless we could think of another gimmick and yeah. hopefully try to stick to it this time, maybe. Yeah. Hey, uh, no bonus episode next weekend, so no what if, because you're I gonna... will be in Texas. Ooh. 
Tejas going to the Rangers and Astros games, I would assume. Yeah, maybe that'll be the next episode we do. I'll rank all 30 ballparks. Hmm. That sounds like fun for someone. For me. <laughs> maybe no one else. I, that's what I mean, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, well, do you have a quote from this movie? There's not a lot to quote from. It's got to be something. Oh, here's one. It's maybe plain, but it's what came to mind. <laughs> now you've seen my face. We're going to have some fun. Since I was a young boy 